0: Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Pax. And today we're going to be doing reviews of Hansa Teutonica, Witchstone. We're going to be talking about games we've been playing lately. And we'd like to welcome you to episode number 91. Alrighty. Alright, residents
1: of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you'd see Dean with his bags packed. With his excited hat on. His happy hat on. His happy pants on. His happy shirt on and his shirt by the way is a detroit Lions shirt and it's like one of those house divided symbols have you seen like signs where half of it is detroit lions and half of it is the michigan wolverines
0: well (laughs) it's not how that works yeah it's divide you have divided loyalties no i don't what do you mean you can like both teams you you like the titans right and the vols you like the vols true Mm -hmm.
1: here's the thing y'all i don't want to get too sporty and we're not going to spend hardly any time on that if you don't like if you don't sport but Dean's team, the Lions, who have not won a game all year, all year, and everyone was a lot of people were going. I don't think they're going to win. I thought they would because they've played a lot of close games. They finally did it, Dean.
0: They did it. That was our Super Bowl. Did you see the celebrations yes. that were happening?
1: It was just like I had a church softball league that I was a part of, and we were had never played as a team before. We were getting whipped by people like twenty three to two. Like I mean, <laughs> we're talking about I mean, like mercy rule every game. And finally, we play like the worst team in the league. And we're slowly getting better. You played
0: yourselves. Yeah.
1: We're slowly getting better. We did. We actually were okay at the end of the year. When we finally won, we dogpiled on the, on the pitcher's <laughs> mound. And I bet they were like, act like you guys have won one before. We're like, we, have. we haven't. <laughs> in retrospect, I was like, I bet they were like, what the crap?
0: <laughs> but we were,
1: we were just, our emotions were so excited. We finally won. We're like, oh, and 10. And we finally win one. And
0: like you just got to celebrate. They did, and they celebrated hard. And one of the best things that to come out of all of this has been there's a there's a Facebook page that I follow. It's Detroit Lions memes, yeah. which you can imagine there's probably some pretty good ones. But this this week, the Monday after the game was popping with amazing Detroit Lion memes. Yep, that's it was a right.
1: good day. Memes are f- thank you, internets.
0: Yeah, right? and his it's team. The best thing off the
2: internet. The I
1: Michigan think. Wolverines are going to the college football playoffs which is huge because dean and i have in our college teams were similar the vols and the Michigan in michigan were huge in the 90s yeah and have fallen off since then except for michigan has been better for sure but not great now, yeah this year until we recently supposed to be funny enough yeah.
0: our teams back-to-back won championships back in 97 and 98 and then never been back since then of course i mean that was before they did the championship so neither one of us have been to the to these playoffs Right? Have you all been to the playoffs? No. We have not even. I mean there them, weren't so.
1: playoffs, but I haven't been to those I didn't when I didn't go to our championship game that I was alive for. So.
0: Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I had a chance to go to that, funny enough. What? Yeah, to the UT game in 98. I could have yeah. gone, but I wasn't a UT fan. I had a uh my closest <laughs> friends loaded up in a vehicle and drove to to Arizona and went to that.
1: You just said that you won the championship by the way in 97 and 98.
0: Don't say it. No, you said that we won ninety seven. You won ninety eight.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about Michigan. You're saying we won back to back. As I thought, you were saying Michigan won back to back ones. No,
0: no, no, no. We won. We won one in ninety seven. Dean was
1: trying to steal the the Tennessee Vols championship. Okay, that's enough sport. Some people are like snoozing at this point.
0: We we had a split championship that year. I don't know if you knew that or not, but Nebraska was also the champions that year. But there was some. Anyone can declare anything. Then you could.
1: I mean why not? I know cuz there was no playoffs or anything. I yeah. declare that a double championship year.
0: Well, I declare.
1: I declare that my softball team won the championship even though we lost the first game of the second I, game of the playoffs. We won the it, first
0: game of the playoffs. I don't think it wor- really works that way
1: though. Right? I declare that Meeple Town is the greatest podcast not even board games in the history of podcasts. Declared.
0: Decl-
1: <laughs> I declare bankruptcy bankruptcy that's right okay is that well why are you dressed up in your happy pants besides the fact that you know your teams are doing well and why are your bags packed
0: well my bags are packed because i'm ready to go i'm standing here where are you going no one knows where you're going door where are you going (laughs) you didn't get the reference the uh john denver all my bags are packed i'm ready to go I don't give um, rats about it. We're, <laughs> we're leaving on a jet plane in two days <laughs> to true. go to Philadelphia, PAX Pennsylvania. You, baby. To go to PAX Unplugged. We're super pumped. Are you pumped?
1: This is going to be Dean and I's first big board game conference. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. Like when we started the podcast, we just, and I've mentioned before, we have families and jobs and stuff. It's really hard to get away. I've tried to get away multiple times, and Dean has denied me. Of course, the real reality is we've tried to and COVID hit a year or so into the podcast.
0: Yeah, we were supposed to go to Origins two years ago. Something like that. Whenever it was. Whenever COVID hit and it was canceled. So this is the first chance that we've had to do this, which is not my favorite time, I'll be honest with you. Leaving in December, like a couple weeks before Christmas, uh, it means I'm missing out on a weekend of watching Christmas movies. I'm going to have to catch up. I am excited and I don't care. Do Do you need my Hallmark movie? like list so far of movies that i've watched hallmark christmas movies but i haven't i haven't given you an update in a while you don't want that no okay
1: i've watched one christmas movie this year so far what is it
0: christmas vacation
1: no it's not okay home alone first home alone
0: oh wow we we
1: jumped right to it they are renting out the home alone house for one night only for 25 dollars. To the first bidder, I guess, right? The first person who books it.
0: Is that I don't, how it I don't know how. They, I actually didn't look into. I couldn't it.
1: figure it out, but it okay. looks like it's just on Airbnb for twenty five dollars. I'm like, does that mean the first person that gets it just gets it? We
0: should just show up. Like, I mean, for the B pe- the Airbnb people, like, they're. We should dress as Marvin Harry and, break, oh. and, and just break in. Because you know
1: they're going to be dressed up like the McAllisters, right? And then if, if if someone's like, "What are you doing?" and we get arrested, we're like, "We're just playing the movie." Uh huh. But if we're not arrested, we steal everything in the house.
0: That's right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great idea. I, I mean, it's this. a win win. Unless somebody actually does this. You can say this. you're pretending. If somebody actually does this, and then they. they Any criminals go out there. They can listen to our podcast. <laughs> they got the idea from us. Silva tuna tonight. And that's it. How All about right. That?
1: What is the thing that you're most anticipating at PAX getting to do?
0: Meet people, I think. You know, we, we connect with a decent amount of people online, but we haven't had an opportunity to really connect to people face-to-face. And I'm looking forward to that. And also a little nervous. People might really hate us once they meet us face-to-face. Oh, they're going to love me. They might hate us listening to the podcast or, or connecting Stop being with a Debbie Downer. They're
1: going to be like, these are the two most incredible human beings I've ever been around.
0: Oh, is that Meeple Town, the best podcast in the entire world? That's right. That's... Do you, you think he might be I have, gonna, to, like, so I have re- to
1: overcompensate for Dean's negativity? <laughs> Obviously, I don't think we're the great, but like he's like, well, we're the worst. No one cares about us. So I have to say I have
0: to puff us up. You know, it's funny as I am. I am completely not a pessimist. I'm very much an optimist. You're not. But yeah. What if though, John? What if they don't like us? What if they're mean us? What if to we us? disappoint? What if they bully us? It's like you whenever you are, which I've never done before.
1: Internet date. I've never done that because guess what? It It wasn't a it thing. Wasn't a thing it was i mean it was probably a thing but very minimal and uh it's like you go on that internet date and you you know they've got that got that facebook shot where they like take all the blemishes off your face and like you're like man she's looking fine and then you look at it, you're like oh. good lord what like your you girlfriend know, woof you know like when andy sees um what's her name angela's baby picture i need that's you're like Oh, and then you then you're like michael and you pretend Remember when he got set up with Pam's, um, the owner of her building and he pretended that it, he wasn't Michael. And then they called out uh-huh. his name at the coffee shop, Michael. That would be, that would be unfortunate. What would you do? Like, <laughs> all right,
0: I'm just setting the I scenario. just thought of a really good meme. I need to tell you about, I'm going to explain it in just a second.
1: You go on the internets. This is, you know, obviously you're not married or any of that stuff. Uh, you, you know, talk, talking to this girl, you guys are interested in each other. You, Go say you're gonna go on a date. You see her from across the room. She doesn't see you, and she is looks nothing like the pictures. Like I know that you're not shallow, and you're, but like you're like, oh boy, do you leave? Do you are you tempted to leave and just be like, all right?
0: I think that seriously, be that honest, may have happened to me when I was in high school on the reverse side of that. Oh. Like, somebody stood me up, and my friends were like, "Are you afraid that she like?" Saw what you actually looked like because this was somebody I met at the mall when I was in high school. <laughs> well, I think and so. Yeah, probably.
1: I go on with it, and I'm because maybe there's some gold there. Maybe it's not all about outward appearance. But
0: I have to admit, I, I need to be attracted to you physically. <laughs> right. All right. Here's a meme for you, John. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to describe through the microphone. You're not going to see this picture, but so there was a story that came out for. Oh, goodness. What's the guy? He's the the preacher at, in Houston. Oh, my goodness. What is his name? Got Joel be, Osteen? Joel Osteen. Joel <laughs> Osteen. Sorry. So Jeez. there was a plumber in their building that was in the walls and found bags of money. Did you see this recently? It was like this past week. Is it week. true? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, the internet said it, so it's got to be true. So yeah. then the next day, somebody had posted this meme. And you know in the office when they're they're it's Jim... And Dwight and Michael are loaded up in the car going to mm-hmm. – with the mustaches Nashua. on. Yeah, they're going to Nashwood and they're going to go steal. So it says me and my boys going to – pretending pretending to be plumbers and going to Joel Osteen's church right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good car right I there. Thought was, I thought that was was really good. Hey, let's go
1: check the walls out, baby. It's like,
0: yeah, I know. All right. Okay, so – What are you excited about for for PAX? I'm
1: meeting people for sure. Um yeah, I, I, meeting people and also maybe getting some more, like, publisher connections and stuff, yeah. like personal connections, because you email back and forth, and but you don't get to meet the people. So it's people that I'm most excited about, but yeah. getting to say, hey, what's going on, or maybe just make some new connections so that we can have – more games to review and stuff for people, yeah. for Meeple Town, and just, yeah, that kind of stuff would be awesome. Um
0: Are there any games that you are excited about? Like, games well, that Well, I know are... that we're
1: getting Botoku right from Devere.
0: I mean, like, right. demoing games, I guess. Um,
1: um Or maybe new games. But I, I mean, guess. like, that's something I'm excited about. And I mean, not, uh, nothing... I mean, there's a bunch of games that I'm like, yeah, I'd like to try that, but nothing that I'm just like... That's standing out as a half to play this. You, I guess, you might have one of those.
0: There's two that I'm interested. One that I've backed as a Kickstarter, so I I backed the the Dark Tower Kickstarter, and I believe that they're going to have a copy if I saw that right. And so if I get a chance, I like I'm not chomping at the bit because I should have my copy within the next you know month or two. There you go. At the latest. And then the other one is uh, Roy Kennedy's game that that he's been working on. It's a Grey Fox game called Last Light. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. right? Is that the name of it? I I, I know what you're talking about, whether that's the name or not. I have no remember. idea if that's going to be there, but that's one I've been interested in. I'd like to try that if, it, if the opportunity presents itself. But we haven't really booked a lot of stuff. Because this is our first convention, we really just want to kind of check. We want to check things out. You know, we want to just see what's out there and, like, see what's the best way to connect with people and just kind of, you know, be available. I'm sure, you know, John believes we're going to have long lines of people that just want to take pictures with us. Is that that's your expectation? <laughs>
1: I will. <clears throat>
0: I mean, for the best podcast. I don't know in if I world. would be
1: surprised, but I mean, like I'm just being real. I'm gonna be a dean now. There, over under. Ten people know who we are that aren't publishers. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna say. Under that come up to you. I'm gonna say, oh, I'll, definitely under. I, I'll I'll say definitely under. Okay, let's
1: let's because, because I'm definitely any, under. Also, okay.
0: We haven't had a lot of Meepletown people say, hey, we're gonna be there. We'd like to meet up. Five,
1: over under on five five people that aren't publishers that you've never talked to before, unless they're Meepletown people from the podcast or whatever.
0: Well, we know we're meeting up with like three people that we know mm-hmm. more than that. Actually, no, but so. I'm talking.
1: No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Marlon Randos. That are just like, hey, Meeple under, Town.
0: Under five. You think over?
1: I'll probably take the under also.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of confidence that we have. Oh, So Meeple Town. We're you gonna... don't really believe we're the best podcast okay, out Okay, here, here we
1: go. I'll take the over just for the
0: competition of it all. <laughs> over five. But I don't think. Uh, let's, let's do wait, ten. Wait, wait, wait. You do over ten, I'll do under ten.
1: No. No. I
0: don't think five is a very high number.
1: We, okay, then I'll take the under, you take the over. All right. Over five. Is it over? It's over five. Not So
0: five and under is I win. How do we, how do we, if somebody says oh, Meeple Town and runs over to us, that's, that's the indicator. Yeah. Or, I it, mean,
1: if, or someone goes, Hey, I like your podcast and walks by you like that counts as one. Okay. We're I'll not, take we're not talking, we're not I'll, talking about like, you're right. It's probably going to be more than that. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah.
0: Podcast can't count because they won't see our face. If we didn't have the YouTube channel, I for sure. Was, okay. Let's just make a I guess. Say that. Okay.
1: So, and we're going to include if like a group of three people come over and say something,
0: right? So that's one or that's That's three? three. That's three. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We're just going to guess now. Ready? Oh, how many? Seven. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have a chance to figure out what you were asking. Seven? Yeah. Do you want the number seven? Because I'll take another number if you don't want it. (laughs) Uh, So I have to go, basically I need to go over under that then. If that's your number, I need to go over under that. I'll say
1: under, under seven. So you're going to, you, what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to price right in me and say six so that you get seven, six and under.
0: Yeah, I think so. Cause you can go over, right?
1: Yeah. Like, okay. Over, yeah. We're going to do over bids. So
0: really we're doing over, under seven. You're, you're taking seven and over and I'll be, I'll be under. Okay. Okay. This is not interesting. It is for me, not is for it? the people that are listening. All right. It, well, we will update you
1: on that challenge, Maple Town. So let's do a... It's not a poll this week, Dean. This is um, I asked a question and I added all of the responses up. And so the top 3 answers I think are I think we had the exact same amount of respondents. So here's the question.
0: I'm inter- I almost got on there and looked at this, but it was good that I didn't, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: So like I think there's a three-way tie is what I'm roundabout getting away. And here's the thing. I asked this question in a stupid way. I could have asked it a lot simpler, but my thought process behind this was: um, we had a, a a Christmas party that we we're going to be doing, and we're told to purchase a game. Uh, not a game. I'm sorry. Purchase a anything from ten to thirty dollars. A Dirty Santa kind of thing. You can still game. I keep saying games, gifts. Um, and so I thought, as the board game guy, I should buy you know a gift or two, like um because i have several members of my family so my question really is what would you pick in that situation i wrote in here what would you pick that appeals to a wide audience it's some so you're you're giving a gift to so this sp- is a game it's a game and you don't know who's going to get it so you got to pick something that would appeal to a wide audience and I, I wrote an adult in here like if there is an adult giveaway or gift exchange
0: and what's what's the price again
1: Uh, I didn't put that in there. Oh,
0: okay. Just anything. But for
1: me, it was ten to thirty dollars. But yeah, but it's for this poll, it's anything. And I think it's not a poll because I wanted to hear a bunch of different answers. But there's three I think that tied for the same amount of times that I saw them. So if you just want to try to
0: knock off all three of these, oh wow, uh, that would be okay. So you're buying a game. This is gonna be hard for for a wide audience. What do you get? Yep, that's it. Ticket to ride. I'll
1: say this, that most, it did not, it wasn't the top, but it was like right below it. Okay. Most people gave answers of like relatively affordable. No one, they're all affordable games. So that's, but that was real. That was up there. Go okay. ahead and guess again, because this is hard. Cause this is like a wide open.
0: I was going to say Catan, but that might not be in that category. Then that might be a little too expensive. So I would say, I'm going to say Sushi Go. Nope. It was mentioned. It was mentioned. I'm not doing so well, am I? Let's go with. Uh,
1: I'm gonna give you a couple more guesses.
0: Carcassonne. Yes. Carcassonne. Okay. Carcassonne was one of the top three. Azul might be too expensive, too.
1: It was in the top three. Oh, okay. So you just got two. So you just went from eh, <laughs> eh, to two out of three. So you have. Oh, so it all comes you're, down you're, to this. I don't think you're gonna guess this one. Surprisingly. How dare you? No, I just don't think you're gonna guess this one because I was really surprised that several people said this. It's a solid game. I just. Was surprised,
0: let's go with. I don't think this is the right answer, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna say the crew, even though I don't think that's appropriate. it's not
1: the right answer, but it was it was another one that was mentioned multiple times, okay? So that it was just one step below the three. Splendor,
2: oh, we yeah, had, we had quite a few people mention that's a great pick, yeah,
1: mentioned okay. splendor there, but uh, the crew. So the second tier would have been the crew, Ticket to Ride, and Cartographers was mentioned multiple times. Okay. So Matt Walker mentions um, Splendor, Cartographers, and he actually mentions the new crew. Um, we've got – yeah, I'm trying to think. look through some of these things. Um, yeah, Sydney says King Domino, and then that actually started a little bit of a conversation. Sydney, the salsa around, king who's mm-hmm.
0: destroying me in all the online games right now, that one?
1: Is that, is, that, is that what's happening? That's a thing.
0: I can't I can't beat him wow. with anything.
1: Wow. Well, anyway.
0: I'm trying. I'm trying. All right, go ahead.
1: Uh, so Sydney also says, um, as Dean would pronounce, herbacus. <laughs> herbaceous. You'll never live that <laughs> I down. Know, I
0: won't. I think about that fairly
1: often, too. I used to say, I've said some insane stuff like that, though. <laughs> like, I, the reason I'm laughing is, like, I used to, when I was a kid, I called it, uh, instead of baseball's digest, I called it baseball's diggest. And my parents were like, What what are you talking about? <laughs> are you trying to say digest? I've done it as an adult multiple times. I've called um years ago I called Yosemite Yosemite. <laughs>
0: I was reading a trivial, and I, was like, I was reading a trivial pursuit card when I was in middle school and I read it Chihuahua and my parents still never let <laughs> me down. Chihuahua was the actual <laughs> Okay. Um Uh, Peter Schott does mention cartographers.
1: He also mentions Just One, um, So Clever, which those are good ones.
0: I'm surprised. I should have guessed Just One, honestly. That's a good pick.
1: You know, but it wasn't – I think it's an excellent pick, but it just wasn't one that was uh, mentioned a whole lot of times. Point Salad. Uh, Something – a segue to later on, JTR says uh, Hansa Teutonica. So I think that's a little heavier probably than I would pick for this situation.
0: That's an interesting pick, though. I, but I
1: did I did play that. I don't want to talk about it too much, but I did play it with my brother-in-law, and he had no problem picking it up this week.
0: I kind of want to discuss that piece. We'll talk about it when Is we get Hans there. Is Hansa Teutonica a gateway game, an entry-level game, or, or like a lighter-weight game? Peter Stiggerwald mm. says uh,
1: a ton of Reiner Canizia games, which will be a segue. What's so funny?
0: I got the giggles because of the Herbacus thing. I just oh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Oh, I thought I said something crazy. (laughs) No, Um, no, no, no.
1: But he says a bunch of... Which this is a segue to later on too. Reiner Canizia. We're going to be talking about Witchstone. Says Modern Art, Blue Lagoon, Quest for El Dorado, My City. That's a really good pick. Yeah, I Um, I
0: almost bought that as a gift recently, actually.
1: Michael Davis says Pandemic, which is is a good pick. A Wingspan. Mm -hmm. uh, Did say say Catan, actually. Catan, Ticket to Ride, Carcassonne, and stuff like that. So um, on... I'm going to go really quick here. But on the Twitters, that was... That was on the BGG Guild. But on Twitters, we had a couple interesting picks as well. Uh, Seven Wonders was, was mentioned, but also saying it might be a little too heavy for a true gateway. Um, Azul was not mentioned, I don't think, at all in the – or maybe once in the Guild and like a ton on on what you call it.
0: That's absurd. Yeah. Keith Ferguson
1: says, ahem, to which I responded, Santa's Workshop, Santa's Workshop, with exclamation <laughs> words. The, uh, um Steph Hodge says, Nid-Valier. nid yeah. nid which I still have never played, but I've heard really good things um, about that. That was the one
0: I really wanted uh-huh. to I have that. We, to we need to play that. That's a fun game, John.
1: Yeah, I would like to play it. I mean, Jonathan was really enjoying it. Steph has talked about Ooh. how good it is. Maybe
0: we should bring that. That would be a really good... F- to packs. Yeah, I'd be into that. You can play that one up to maybe like six or something like that. That, um... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying not to pack many games, but that's not a huge box, so I might consider that one. Hey, speaking
1: of a couple things, mm-hmm. if there's something Meepletown, uh, you can go to, you can email us at Meepletown Games mailed. Nope, tell them Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Meepletown mail at gmail.com. Okay, Meepletown mail at gmail.com. If you forget that or something, you can go to Meepletowngames.com and fill out the contact form. If there's some specific games you'd really like for us to take a look at, tell us. Like, I can't guarantee that we're going to, but if you're like, hey, you're going to PAXU, it'd be really sweet. Hey, that was a flyer out right there.
0: Yeah, and if you're like the the higher level Patreon person, you actually get to vote on those things on what we get to uh what we That's get true. If you're a higher
1: level Patreon person, you tell us to look at something, we will look at it.
0: Yeah. We have to. We are all, contractually obligated to All two higher it. level Patreon people.
1: <laughs> 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 but seriously, no, we're but seriously, we would we want it we'd like to hear your feedback on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. Okay. Hey, since you brought that up, John, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about this kind of leads into what we've been playing a little bit, but more so just talking about games that I bought as gifts recently because there have been sales going on, right? Yes. Have you seen any of the sales, bought any gifts or anything like that? Bought anything for yourself?
1: Absolutely have bought things for myself.
0: Okay. I like to look to the benefit of other people and not just myself. So I bought gifts. Wow. So Azul was not me. I'm just I'm just looking out for number one, apparently. <laughs> Azul was very cheap. And the crew was very cheap. And I, I taught a couple of my staff members the crew recently. And so I bought them Azul and Crew. And I bought one of my one of my uh my intern um uh what is it? Seven Wonders Duel as well. Okay, so I, we, we had a game day last week at my work. Just, you know, it's our, 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 Christmas party. We went out to get breakfast and, and then where'd you go for breakfast some games? We were going to go to Monell's in Nashville. Oh man. We just didn't have hey, enough yeah. time that day in particular because we had other things going on. So we, mm. we went to first watch, which is really good too. Okay. It is no, it's not Monell's waffle house even, but it's, it's yeah. good. <laughs> I would rather go to Waffle House than First Watch. Unless I'm just, I really like First Watch, um, but I'm with
1: you there. Unless I'm trying to eat healthy, which I do normally. Yeah. yeah like, First Watch is a healthier a,
0: breakfast place. As a
1: one-time special off just crazy because I never go to Waffle House. Yeah. But as a regular thing, all day long First Watch. Anyways, continue. But
0: Monel's, there, there is nothing that beats Monel's breakfast as far as I'm concerned.
1: Monel's is really good. It's a, um,
0: what you call that? Uh, it's a family style family restaurant. Style. Yeah. I, knew, I was
1: going to say family dining, but I do it. family style restaurant. You're all sitting at the same tables. So
0: yeah, it's at an old, well, they got several locations now in Nashville. One of them is the, it's set at an meet? old, like uh, old mansion where they used to have like a, like a new Orleans restaurant. Nobody cares about that. No, Here's, but it's a
1: meat and three. We yeah. like meat. We like our meat and threes in, in the South. Yeah. Okay. Their food,
0: is, their food itself is really good, but their breakfast is, it's so good. So good. Go. It's all kind right. of a tradition with, with our staff usually, but all right. Mm-hmm. So we came back and we played three games of welcome to. And then we played a couple of games of Seven Wonders Architects. And then since then, I've taught a couple of them Azul since they wanted to learn how to play it. And I, just to be very brief, those all went really well. Welcome to was a big hit. It is not easy to teach for people that I think there was really? seven of us total that were playing that day. I think that's right. It's it's a little bit of a tougher teach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I mean, you're t- you know, not everyone has played a ton of games. I mean,
1: I haven't taught it to anyone that's that game particular to anyone that hasn't played many games.
0: It, it, the biggest part is like recognizing, okay, so if I draw this card, if I pick this card, then I have to put this, this number on this particular street with, to get this bonus here. Yeah. Like there's a lot of those things that don't come supernaturally, I think. But anyway, Superna- it was a big hit.
1: Supernatural. That's
0: right. We played seven wonders architects. Is that what I said what was the other one? Yeah, we played Seven Wonders Architects. They liked that one too. I don't think overall they liked it as much as Welcome to, but it was more approachable. You can teach Seven Wonders Architects in, I don't know, not even five minutes probably. There you go. Yep. And then Azul, they've liked Azul as well, I think. That's cool. That's yep. cool.
1: I picked up, um, I mean, i picked up several games. I'm trying to think of what was actually on sale that I picked up. Cause hey, sometimes you just it you just gets you going. You're like, oh, might as well pick up this. You ever get on buying streaks? That's what I do. I get streaky. Like I'll like not buy a game for like a month or two. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, why well, I just buy six games? Because mm-hmm. I just get really excited about it. Um, one I'm going to talk about as the game I've been playing lately, and I had another one in my head, Dean. And this is making great radio, and I totally forget what it is. So how about that? How about Dim Apple's? Oh, I finally bought Seven Wonders Duel. The reason I don't. Oh, only, you didn't have that. one. The only friend. reason I don't have this because my brother left it at my house for like two years. And like, and then like, he took it away like a year ago, and I just haven't picked it back up yet. So, but the one game that I'm going to talk about, what I've been playing lately, that I also bought during the sale, is King uh, Build Kingdom Builder Big Box. It was on sale on Amazon for forty nine dollars. Dean, did you pick that one up? I did not. No, I've wow. got
0: I've got the regular copy of the game. I don't play it That's enough to really like necessitate having the big box. Okay,
1: so if you've never played Kingdom Builder, um, basically there are three goals that you're going to be kind of going for. It may, I guess I should back up. You're going to be placing little houses, but they are settlements out onto a giant board of hexes into all kinds of different terrains. But what you're doing is going for these goal cards and the goal cards may say, if you connect um, this type of, Uh, landmark with another type of landmark you score four points per connection or you score a point for your largest settlement one point or half of a point per settlement in your largest contiguous group of settlements or one point per horizontal line that you have a settlement on and the cool thing is is those i don't know how many of those cards there are dean i'm thinking 10, 9 to 15 or something, I don't know, 12 maybe, something like that. There's a decent amount. yeah. And so you're going to get three every single game. So it does, you know, it's kind of wildly different because of that. And also on top of that, the board is in quarters. So the board changes every single game, which means that you're going to have like four four or so different types of landmarks, which those different types and places that you go to, if you go there um, first, Uh, Whenever you get there, sorry, you're going to get a little hex that will give you like a little engine that you build that says something like, hey, every round now I can flip this over and I can place uh, one of my settlements onto a grassland. And it's a very quick game. Now, I mean, this is something that I'm sure a lot of y'all that are listening right now have played. Um, I have played on, I've got the app and I've played it a decent amount of my app, but I just never owned it. And I've kind of eyed it. I've never been that excited about owning the regular kingdom builder without the expansions because I think that that gets a little bit, a little old. Like it's, it's really like, and this is actually kind of right in what we've been talking about with lightweight games and stuff. Like this could be one that you could, this could be one like Carcassonne. I don't think it's harder, much harder to teach. I mean, cause I, and I failed to mention, I apologize that you're going to flip over one card. And it's going to say, put a settlement in this type of terrain. And that's what you do. You have to touch other settlements if you can, and different things like that. But I think it's rules light, but decent. The more I play it, I feel like there's a deeper strategy than I think I realized when I initially played. When you start adding the expansions to it, um, and it comes with a couple really good expansions and a couple Queenies, it can get pretty, pretty awesome. This is by um,
0: Donald, Donald Backerino, Be- mm-hmm.
1: yeah, who did Dominion. So if you don't know that. I really have enjoyed especially it's like Carcassonne like if I'm just talking about the base game I think it's fun it's solid but when you start adding an expansion or two to it to make it make it a little more thinky I I really like this game I really like Kingdom Builder it's short and quick man I can play with my wife and be done in 30 minutes. Boom! You're just done. It doesn't take that long. Right. It's so quick and short that it you just want to turn right back around and all right, let's run that back. Here's the thing: there is some luck in this game, and people do complain that you flip over one card and that's just where you have to place it. It's kind of like people complain about Carcassonne, right? Right. You draw one tile and you just have to deal with it. And I would say I do understand that and I do understand that complaint, but I actually like how it kind of pigeonholes you into like I've got to figure out how to make this work for me. Here's the thing. If it was a three-hour-long game, that would frustrate me mm-hmm. sometimes. But when it's 30 minutes and I can just pop it off and then I can just you know play it again, then a little bit of luck right there doesn't bother me. In fact, I like the restraints that it puts on you.
0: And you can, like with um, what's it Carcassonne. Goodness, my mind just – something's wrong with me this morning. All right, with Jeez. Carcassonne. So I'm playing a game of Carcassonne online right now. And you can play the rule where you draw three tiles and you're picking from one of those every time. That's mm-hmm. that's the online rule that we've been playing with recently. And I know that people do that with Kingdom Builder too. They do. Maybe not three, but two cards. You've got yeah. two cards to choose from. You can do that, but I don't even know if that's necessary for the enjoyment of it. But
1: It is. And there's actually, like, in one of the expansions, uh, I think the it's in the Nomads expansion, or maybe it's in the other one. Anyway, that you can, um, if you get the the little settlement or the land mark whatever they call it man I'm sorry I'm calling the wrong thing that's one of the abilities you draw two cards instead of one okay so it's you know possible and I played with that and I it was fun
0: yeah it was cool this is a game that I actually so Dominion is one of the first games that we picked up in in as hobby games that we bought in my house Kingdom Builder, because of the designer, is one that we picked up pretty close to around the time that it released. Um, I, I think it was probably the next year, maybe 2012 or something like that, that we picked that up. And I really enjoyed it then, but... Your wife didn't? Nobody else did. Yeah, my wife thought it was pretty pretty boring. It's it's not themed. Like, it doesn't have any theme at all. It's, it's a puzzle. Yeah. And so she didn't really love that, and other people that I introduced it to didn't love it. So I ended up getting rid of it. But because I did like it, I picked it up later on when I was able to get it for pretty cheap, but... Now this yeah. is the the big box that you have but there is another big box a second edition it big box that more. has even Two more, more expansions. but it's like $130 yeah. I think. This it's is still 50 by the way on on Amazon it's still $50 for the big you, box. Gosh, here's the
1: thing. I think this this game and I and I am looking actually even through some of the reviewers um on BGG right now. People just writing reviews. I think this game is deceptively good. Like I think that you could play this game and be like, "Eh, what is like John's excited about this for what? Like it's okay." But I think the more you play it, the more you realize the nuances in it. Like, it, it, it's, a, it's a great game. I, I think do think this is one that I could recommend that people go, really, John? But I'm recommending it as a big box for $50. Man, I think it's uh, – if you want something quick, strategic, uh, but not uh, overly complicated. But, I don't know, man. I think it's fun.
0: I'd play it right now bless you. Oh my goodness. It's one, my, it's one of my it's one of my
1: favorite buys that I've bought recently.
0: Winter Kingdom is the other one I want to try, but it's the same price as the Big Box, so it's kind of hard to justify. I don't really know the rule differences in that. I watched a yeah. video that kind of explained it, but then reading in the comments, people were like, "No, it's not as different as they're making it out to be." So, anyway, I, I yeah, I'm interested in, in checking that one out. Um the Big Box. Again, I've played the the regular version several times i would years. love to
1: have the second edition one but hey the, like you said the second edition is 130 this was 49 dollars right now on amazon in in the u.s at least seems like a if you thought about it seems like an, a no-brainer to pick up yeah I've i've really enjoyed it
0: let me talk about a game that i've been playing and then we'll talk about one that we've been playing together how about that yep calico Is a game that came out in 2020.
1: Oh, I really want to play this.
0: Kevin Russ is the designer. The art is Beth Sobel. This one gets compared to, and this is a flat-out games game. This one gets compared to um, Cascadia, maybe because of Beth Sobel art and the fact that you're kind of drafting tiles and putting them in place. But they're different games very much so well. Yeah, they're different games. So Cascadia, you're drawing a... It's it's compared to it a lot. You're drafting a tile along with a, a token that you're going to put on top of those tiles. This one is just straight up tile placement. So you're drafting a tile. Uh, you're going to play one of the tiles from your hand. And then you're going to take one and then draw another one from the bag until mm-hmm. you fill up your quilt and that's what these pieces are they've got different colors and different designs on them so it might be a green tile with lines on it or it might be a purple tile with ferns on it and you're trying to match them up to get points you get points for getting a lot of stuff like you get points for lots of different ways that you configure it but basically each board is going to have three different objectives on it the the intro game which is what we played all of the boards would be the same so we put our we put the tiles on there, and let's say we put one tile on there that says, okay, every tile surrounding this tile has to be different. Okay. Mm. So, all of the one, two, three, four, five, six tiles that are around this hex, they have to be different. And that means they have to be different by color or by design. If by pattern, if they're different by both, you get the higher amount of points on that. So, it's, I don't remember what the points were, but it's like if you complete that one, you get eight points. But if you complete it, by getting different colors and different designs and you'll get eleven points or something along those lines. So there's three of those on there. You get points for if you have three uh, configured together that are the same color, you'll get three points and be able to put one of the color tokens on there. And then there's also three public objectives that you're looking at. And if you complete those, you'll get various points. There are different ones. And you take you a race cat token. Do you and put race it on to there.
1: those or you just anyone can do that?
0: Anyone can do those. Yeah. yeah you're gonna get the same amount of points for for completing those. And this was fun. Here's the problem, though. So I played this with my wife. who played the two-player. We had some friends that were coming over Saturday night that are not big, really gamers at all. I don't know if they've really played many hobby games at all. So the wife was watching us finish up the game. And she was like, oh, this seems kind of cool. And she figured it out, like, what we were doing as we were finishing up the game. But then they were coming over to play games. And so we taught them Cascadia. And that was the winner of the night for sure. From my wife, who had never played Cascadia before, and and them as well. The other, it was Cascadia was a big, big hit. And I agree. Cascadia, for me, is the better game. Did you buy Cascadia? Uh, No, it was gifted to me from My Secret Santa. Oh, because you didn't yeah. tell me about that. I Sorry, I forgot I, about that. we you you were talking about buying it. Yep. Okay. It was gifted to me by My Secret Santa. So I was able to play that actually multiple times now and but calico the game that we're talking about is is fun it is very puzzly and it's it's very much a thinky one but so Mm -hmm. is cascadia so yeah yeah So, so
1: this is good so would you which one do you like better sorry
0: yeah well i like cascadia better okay okay but i i don't know if this is a as good of a comparison as what like cascadia and luna capital are i think that's a better comparison than these two are Okay. Although this, I get the comparison. I mean, you're drafting tiles and putting them on your board, and then getting points based on what's, yeah, you know, what's out there. So obviously, there's a a, a big comparison, but they're still pretty different animals. I think. I don't know if I don't know if you need both of them. Okay, Is, that it, was a question. You were I interested was, in Calico, though, right? Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: I've been really interested in Calico. Um, I've almost picked it up multiple times. So I was, yeah, that's why I'm asking because I think that.
0: My wife does not yeah. love cats and she does not love birds, which is really unfortunate wow. because I love wingspan. We, we and, get hate
1: mail when we mention not liking cats.
0: And that's okay. But she's had some <laughs> that's It's some, like I don't care. That's some bad bad experiences that she's had with both, and she's allergic to cats. So
1: My wife's allergic to cats as well.
0: So I think that's what people say when they don't like cats. Do you think yeah. so? Like, I know oh, I know my wife's allergic no, to cats because I I,
1: I, hand, I told you that story. Yeah. I handed her a cat and she was like petting it because she was afraid to tell. Yeah. Yeah. That was embarrassing.
0: But it makes it so that it I cannot play Wingspan. My wife doesn't want to play because she really just does not like birds. I don't think she hated the game when we played it, but it's just hard for her to get past some themes. I don't know why that is. The bird thing. It's not like a taboo theme or anything. She just doesn't like birds. She doesn't like cats, but Calico is a quilting game that has a cat on the cover, and the point tokens are cats. But it's a quilt—it's a quilt-making game. Okay, I think Calico was a word used in in quilting. I think that's right. I think it's like a double meaning. I think that's right. I think I read that somewhere, but I, I don't know enough about quilting to know if that's true. All right, so you're less interested now, more interested, equally as interested. I'm less interested. Because I said I didn't like it as much as Cascadia. Because
1: I've heard that from a lot of people.
0: It's okay I would, though. It doesn't have I would, to be as good.
1: No, no, no. I would I would I'm I'm good with playing it. I wouldn't enjoy I but I'm just I'm not I'm definitely not gonna go pick it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I just to be real, I just think that I'm gonna like Cascadia better. I already really love Cascadia, so
2: it's
0: better than Whatnot Cabinet, I'll tell you that. Whatnot Cabinet's good. I'm just saying. Why are you hating on what? Yeah, no, I'm saying it has similarities to whatnot cabinet, and this is a better game than whatnot cabinet. I hope Steve is listening right now to you. It's okay. He, I love most of his games. That was just one that I didn't love. It's crazy. When it's, it's one of his best games. Let's talk about a game together. How about wow. that? A game Wait. where we're we're cooperating to build up a kingdom.
1: We are committing ourselves one to another. Yep it's called what
0: oath chronicles of empire and exile this is not a cooperative game i have a question to ask you okay dude.
1: can i get down on my knee and ask for your oath to submit loyalty to me and meeple town for the rest of till death
0: do us part get on your knees and tell me you love me Ooh, i man. love you that's true home alone too okay oath Chronicles of Empire and Exile. We'll just call it Oath. How about that? This is a Cole Worley design. This is art by Kyle Farron. And this is by Leader Games. Now, we're going to be doing a full-on review of this. This is not going to be that. But basically, in this game, what are you starting We're going to be doing
1: a full-on video review of that. Yeah, Yeah, we won't do. Can I stop for a second? I failed to mention, and I meant to say this earlier. We are, hopefully this is going to happen. We are planning on doing, like, a whole, what do you call it, Dean, of our trip? to pack you on the YouTube's like a documentary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is not. That's
1: not the way to say it. That's not what I'm we're missing doing at the all. word. I'm missing the word. We uh, we're, we're, we're going to um oh my gosh, I can't think of the word. This is annoying. It's not chronicle. <laughs> sure, we'll go with chronicle. No, it's but it's not. What's the Oh my gosh, this is like I can't think of the simplest word ever right now.
0: But we're going to be we're gonna be doing like a like some vlogging action is that what you're getting at I don't know we what. are
1: gonna be vlogging yeah doing some vlogging action but that's not what I'm thinking about but um anyway so that's so we're gonna make you may see some pictures of us at the airport you may see some video of us just getting to Philly uh, so if you don't normally watch our channel you might want to check that out because I think it could be some pretty cool stuff
0: yeah
1: well kind of uh, some things what we've were excited about that we learned that day who we met some maybe film. some of the
0: Philadelphia Eagles maybe hanging out with Slay. that's there that, you go there we go
1: well, there it is. All right. Okay. okay, I just want to make mention of that so people could be on the lookout for that if they want to be.
0: All right, but, okay, in this talk through, I'm not going to be at all giving like high-level explanations of any of the stuff going on in this game. But basically, you're trying to control territories in this game, and you are trying to be the Oath Keeper, and that can change from game to game. The basic game is just like you have to control the basic the, the most yeah. territories. And if you do that, you're going to be... As the game gets later and later in the game, you're going to be getting to a point where you have a chance to win the game. If you're the Oath Keeper and you are the, what's that person called again? Can't Chancellor. Remember. The Chancellor. If you're the Chancellor, then you can roll a die and just win the game, right? Just win the game if you roll a certain number at the end of the game. But there's card plays to be able to get favor tokens, which are kind of like money. You can get secrets, which are also kind of like money. And you're spending these on the different cards to take the different actions. But basically, you're trying to build up your war band so that you can defeat the other players. I mean, that's that's a really, really under <laughs> like I, I, this game is very complex. I'll say that. so it's it's like yeah. that is the lowest level of explanation that I can give. When there's a ton going on in this game, yeah.
1: If you think that root is a lot, I think this is definitely more than root.
0: Yes, this so. is weighted at a four The which I think is accurate. I might even say higher, just because we you have to refer back to the rules back a decent a amount. Yeah. I think most people are going to have to do that the first time that you play it. At least the first time, you know, the first half of a game or something like that that you're playing. Well, I
1: think that it goes back. We could go back to that discussion that we had about what makes a game heavy or light. And if you're one of those persons that's that selected fiddly rules or constantly going back to the rule book, you would call this a, a heavy game.
0: Yeah. And I am one of those people who would consider that to be the the heavier thing. That's why yeah. I think I would probably weight this even higher than a four. Yeah. But not because of the gameplay. I don't think the gameplay is actually fairly simple and straightforward. Like in root, basically you have your wake at your your wake phase, you have your action phase, and then you have whatever that night phase is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this works just like that. And everything is laid out really well as far as how your actions are taken. But when you start going into battles and trying to figure out, like, how many dice am I going to be rolling? Because it's a dice rolling for for winning the battles. And there's lots of things that go into that where you can manipulate that and, sure, yeah. you know, um, kind of plan well for it. But there's just a fiddly rules like that and some that come on the cards. And, like, if you're playing the Chancellor, there's several things you need to know about – everyone's in exile except you but you can make somebody a citizen if they accept that and then you can kind of be working towards some of the same things but you're still only going to have that winner and anyway there's a lot of like things to know about this game going into it for sure
1: yeah no doubt like i totally agree the just moving your persons around and battling and all that stuff is simple to understand but there's always there's just little caveats constantly that you're like especially when you're first starting to learn the game. I'm sure you get it, but Hey, we're going to this territory. What does that symbol mean? What's the icon? Oh yeah. In this territory in the mines, you put three coins and you at the wake face, take one of those off every time. But over here, you don't do that. You just get one every time. Mm -hmm. And that can be frustrating uh, to me. Like I think, um, since we're not doing a full on review, I'm just going to say how I feel about it thus far. It may change a little bit before I do the video. I don't know if I get some more time to play the game. Um, I think if you want this to be Dean, and I talked about this. I don't know if lifestyle game has to be yet, but if you are into these heavy or games, these PAX premieres, you know, different things like that, these control games, I think you might love Oath. You might just really, really enjoy it. If you're someone that's a midweight Euro person or you know enjoyed Root, uh, you might like this. I'm gonna say you might you might like it. You might be like, yeah, that's pretty good. I enjoy this. If you're willing to read a lot and make sure that You've got everything figured out and have the rule book handy to, you know, go back to a lot. Yeah. Um,
0: I, and, and I, you're so going to have to invest into this game. You're going to have
1: to. like, But if you think, hey, I'm going to get this game and it's going to be a game that I'm going to play. Like if you're like us, sometimes we play games once a year. No way. I'm not going to spend that much time prepping for a game that I'm going to play once a year or something like that. Yeah. There's, it's just too expensive, too much time. But if you're thinking this could be one for you, it's solid. Yeah, but it's not going to be super highly rated for me just because there's there is no way I'm getting this thing to the table that much. Yeah, yeah. And I and didn't, I just didn't personally enjoy it that much. But I think it's a, a really good design.
0: Yeah, I, we're you're going to find out that we're going to be very similar. I'm actually, I think John's even higher on this than, than what I am, which may mean not may, that might not be a surprise because it is oftentimes weightier games get higher scores from John than they get from me. Often, not always, but. Yeah. But anyway, I yep, I'm right there with John, but I do think that some people really enjoy this one and and we've enjoyed it. It's just, I enjoy playing it. It's just like that investment and I it's hard. It's hard to go back to games. and there's several games like this that I'm like, I love this game. It's just difficult because like it's too much of a commitment to know all of these rules. That's why one of the things Johns and I, John yeah. and I were talking about the other day is games like Cascadia. Azul is another one. Games where the rules are pretty simple and you can just jump into it, even if you have to go back and look at a couple of things. things, yeah. those are becoming more of our jam just because for sure it is. We, in this realm, we play a lot of different games. But if that's not you, you might really love investing in something like this.
1: I totally agree. Yeah. Yep. But I'm going to guess, based on what a lot of people say, a lot of our listeners, it's. I'm going to guess this might be a little much for them. Would you say the same? Based on like what recommendations we have, like people that are at least people that respond to the guild and stuff. Some I think there are a few people that I would recommend in the guild this and they would love this game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I can actually think of some people right now that I think might really, really yeah. love this game. I feel
1: like if you're kind of maybe one of those like on the fence persons, eh, it might not be for you. Yeah. But if you're really interested in it, you've seen some gameplay and it looks pretty cool, then it might be the one might be for you. Yep. But it, it, I think they did a great a good job designing it. I, I just I get frustrated with the fiddly rule stuff. Yeah, and I and I say I think it's a good good design for that, but I and maybe there's no way around it, but it's I that part of it I don't think is not a good design for my taste. For other yeah. people's taste, maybe for my taste, I'm like, man, you could have streamlined some of this. And,
0: and the, there's the thing, like, you, maybe this is, my this, taste a, though. this is a good topic for conversation at some point, not today, but you know, at what point do we streamline this? And how far do you streamline this? For me, this wasn't streamlined enough. It seems like I totally oh, agree. we have this idea, let's add this on, add this, and add this, yeah. and people love that. I am not one of those people, I think. Yep. All right, let's talk about a full-on review. We're going to be talking about Hansa Teutonica.
2: Welcome to the Meeple Town Museum, where games from yesteryear are brought back into the light. Discover games that are at least two years old you may have missed in the hustle and bustle of the cult of the new. Now, let's open the vaults to the days of yore where these treasures are no longer forgotten.
0: All right, we are here to talk about Hansa Teutonica.
1: Hansa Teutonica, here I am going to Teutonica. Oof, I don't know about that. Hey, hey, bartender, give me Teutonica.
0: (laughs) Are you Are you done?
1: Nah, I All don't right. know. Who knows?
0: Hansa Teutonica. We're going to be talking about specifically the big box, although, we're going to be talking about just the baseboard of that and the base game. But this is the version that we have. All right, in Hansa Teutonica, this is a highly interactive Euro game where you are going to be playing with three to five players. And those players are going to take these cubes and they're going to take these discs and you're going to have your board and you're going to be taking your cubes, which are your traders and your disc are your merchants. And you're going to be placing those out onto a board to create these routes between these different towns, between these different Mm -hmm. cities. When you do that, you're going to be then after I claim this route, I have to take an action to claim that route. I'm going to be, putting my cube into the building in, at the city so that when someone else comes claims that route later on, I can get a point every time they do that. However, if you're at different spots where you don't want to claim the points like that, you might say, I want to claim this action. Well, this is kind of the crux of the engine building of the game. And so let's say mm-hmm. I want to claim this action that lets me then remove a cube from my board and put it out onto... Uh, into my my personal supply now i've opened up a new spot on my board which gives me an extra action it might give me uh, an extra place where i can put my buildings into those cities Uh, you know put my cube into the cities it might allow me to be able to uh, get points there's lots of different things in that engine building Mm -hmm. Uh, there's also a point engine building piece where you can unlock keys and as you unlock keys those are going to be a multiplier for however many, however many cubes you have on your biggest network at the end of the game
2: mm-hmm.
0: this game is very fast because you're going to be taking it start off you're going to take two actions on your turn up to oh goodness five is that right five actions i think that you can totally take on your turn i might have to double check that i think you're i, no, I think you're right on that okay So, but you start off with two and your actions are, I'm going to place a cube, place a cube and you might be done or you might claim a route. You might, um, what are some of the other ones? You might be able to, um, uh, take, take one of John's cubes off the board to put one of mine on there, but then he gets to replace those in other locations. I can move my, my cubes around on the board as an action. And that's it. At the end of the game, the game trigger, the game end triggers whenever somebody's going to get 20 points or all of the. The disc on the board, not the disc as in your merchants that you've been placing, but these little like bonuses that you can get along the way mm-hmm. once all those are gone, or I'm missing the other end game condition. it's it's slipping me right now what that what that last end game condition is. It'll come to me while we get to talking about this game, but that's it. Then you're gonna score up your points based on uh, the end game scoring. There's lots of different end game scoring things that are going to happen based on the cubes that you have out on the board, and that is going to be. The winner and the end of the game. Which which end games did you say again? The the twenty points first one to reach yes. twenty points. The the those like little bonus objective things are gone. Those right. discs disc that you get. That's it, isn't it? No, there's three. Okay. I don't even have the game here with me. So Apparently, I'm to those are the up. only way we've ended
1: the game. Let's go ahead and start so.
0: talking about the art and components, unless there's anything else you. Want I love to
1: add. the I love the art. I think it's beautiful. In fact, it, now this is like a definitely a Euro style art. Design, right? This you, is
0: Dennis Lohausen in the big box version that we're talking about.
1: I've heard two polarizing sides. I've heard people look at it. Uh, not board gaming, I think, said, What if, like, I saw an Instagram post where, like, what a fun game in a boring that looks boring. My brother in law, on the other hand, who played the other night, said, This is a gorgeous game. Like, he's like, I just love the feels that I've on the board that I'm looking at right now. Yeah. And I would agree with him. I love, Dennis Lohausen does a great job. It has these Euro vibes, but it has this kind of, it's like a new school Euro vibe. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about, Dean? Like, almost like, it has
0: vibes of... Oh, the 10th um, city is built. And that's not necessarily on all of the boards, I don't think. But on I the thought base, you said the 10th city. No, 10, 20 more points. Oh, 20, po- oh, cities, oh, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, I knew that. Okay. Sorry.
1: I, when you said 20 more points, I pictured those, the, uh, the cities thing. in my yeah, mind when you're saying that. But it, to me, it has vibes of um, Orleone, kind of, and stuff like that on the
0: board. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. I love uh-huh. it.
1: Like I really like it. I, I would say the board, I like better than the box cover, personally.
0: I actually, I
1: like the box cover. I like it, but I I really like the board. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's beigey. I'm just
0: telling everyone out there. It's beigey and stuff, but good for looking at bright cubes on it. Now, again, we are talking about the big box. Both are Dennis Lohausen um, when you're talking about the board, I believe they're pretty much exactly the same. I could be wrong about that. I've only played on the big big box version, But when you're looking at the box cover, I much prefer the big box to to the older version. It's maybe what you might expect, like an old kalis type box, you know, like the old box cover for Kalis, a little that, bit that style a little bit.
1: yeah. so i'm I'm good with it. I mean, the components besides that are wooden pieces. There was a interesting twitter poll about do you prefer wood or plastic that i thought that was a really smart question most people preferred wood i in do fall. too yeah um and it was a lot of people talking about saving the earth yeah whether they want to or not i, I, I oh my goodness be I mean, johnny i mean people like people like to be seen as someone who cares
2: <laughs> oh my goodness
1: <laughs> i just mean i'm telling you listen i've been in uh volunteer opportunities. I've ran i run a helped run a nonprofit and maybe I just maybe I've got a little cynical but people love to post on Facebook that they're their banner or whatever and then they don't want to do jack duty to actually change Oh my it. goodness.
0: <laughs> wow. All right. What does it have to do with tons of yeah. That's How what, do we get that's to that? The real again? question is. Oh,
1: people I, I, people I, want to say that they oh yeah, you know. And now I agree like I 100% would for multiple reasons. And now I guess I could. people might be like, you don't care about the earth, though? You're saying I do actually care about that, but also just like the wooden pieces better.
0: I, I don't know this for sure. I have to imagine some of the coating on those cubes as well as like the box even and like even the cardboard. Like, are there are there microplastics in all of that? It's not just straight up paper, which, by the way, you're. Still destroying trees in that, but it's better than plastic. Destroying but, trees
1: is no problem. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I can get on a. But are there? It depends on what type of tree it is and where it's at. In that, I don't know. I don't I know. to start I don't, a whole environmental thing.
0: I doubt it's just straight up. I don't know. Like wood. I don't right? know. Okay. But let me say that again
1: know. so it's clear. Depending on where you're doing the trees, there's some that yeah, there are places you don't want to, but there are places where it's plentiful to replant the trees and to regrow the trees. In fact, there's too many of them. I've had conversations with forestry people. Just FYI. You may disagree with me, but... Oh, boy. I want to give my ex- explanation of what, mm-hmm. I, what I mean by that, but there's there's plentiful paper and stuff
0: like that if you do it the right way. Yep. I, I want to look into this outside. I, I want to see that like the plastic hues in even these type of games. There you games. go. Anyway. Wow. Okay. I might keep, be wrong. We keep getting
1: a little bit sidetracked, don't we?
0: Yes. All right. So in this game, we've already explained it. What, what are some things that you like about this game, John?
1: Yeah. Okay. So the... The thing that stands out for me the most, and I'll preface it with this. Dean said, John, this is gonna be in your top fifty. You are going to absolutely love this game. I Dean said doesn't top 50, say that but lot. I'm
0: actually considering I was considering more like top twenty. Yeah, like I I, I thought you would love this he game. He was just hyping it, hyping it up. El Grande style loving this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: what I do like about it is it's the tactical decisions that you're constantly making and the, dif- the, 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 balance between. So when I finish a route, I can either choose to on certain in certain villages, choose to lift a cube off of my board, which gives me more powerful actions later on, right? Whether that's, I'm going to get more income because I take a cube off the board. I'm going to get some more actions because I take a cube off the board. Or do I put the cube in the town? Because from then on, Unless someone ends up putting more in that particular town than me. From then on, I'm going to score a point every single time anybody finishes the route. And when the game ends at 20 points... Now, you may end up scoring 70, 80, 90 points in this game by the time you're done with it. But a point matters. And hey, I could go here and maybe I'll score 7, 8, 10 points over the course of the game because of that. That's significant.
0: I, like, I really like those decisions. And then also... You and there can, are certain... In that, there are certain routes... That people are going to claim over and over again Absolutely. more than others, like so, the, the one that gives you the extra actions and stuff, for example. And that's what I mean tactically. When? When yeah. do I make that move? When do I jump in there? And uh-huh. Then also, like,
1: let's just say Dean has a route where it's going to take three cubes to finish it, and he places two. And I go, okay, I'm going in, because if I go into that spot, it's going to cost him an extra one to displace me, and then I'm going to gain... I'm going to, the cube that gets displaced is still going to, I'm going to then move it to another road that's touching that road, and I'm going to gain one out of the general supply of my own. So, like, it's cool, but then Dean's tactically going, well, maybe I just sit here for a minute and let John sweat it out, and, like, let this cube just stay here. Of course, then I could use an action to move it to another spot. And maybe he thinks, I'm just going to wait until he moves it, because I don't want to waste an extra cube. All that is, is, is very fun, and my, those are my favorite parts of the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot that I really love about this game. The biggest part for me is the quick turns, like in, in their interesting turns, right? Like there's a lot to think about. There's all the different routes to take. There's the, how can I mess this person up or prevent them from getting what they want to get right away? There's the, like you said, the, the getting the the route for the point scoring bonus or to up my board and you know increase the the stats on that all of those things i, I really like as well but the turns happen so fast it's, if everyone knows what they're doing you yeah. can play this game in no time because you're just especially at the beginning of the game bam bam two actions place cubes onto the next person yeah. and then you just keep going around like that and so it's not one of those games at all where you are having to sit and wait which is in stark contrast to the game that we're going to be talking about later, Witchstone. True. This game is, it's bam, bam, bam. I'm taking my turns and it's it's completely done. It but, can be. You now, here's, here's the thing that I really like that I think, John, I don't know this, but I think this <laughs> might be one that later on, John... You, what's John, going on in this room? I don't know. Go ahead. John might talk about this as a negative, but one thing I like about this is the fact that you can change up your strategy in different ways that adds replayability to this game. I don't sure. I don't know if this is going to be a negative for you, but but I like the fact that I can this game really focus on trying to build up my actions or this one where I can really focus on building up my my income which is that's how you're going to get your cubes onto your like into sure. your personal supply. There's a general supply and personal supply. If you take the income action, you move those cubes over to your personal supply and as you increase your income, you can move more and more <laughs> up to yep. If you have all of your income spots open then you just get to take all of them. Yep. You know, I I think that's cool because I do think that there's lots of different ways to win this game in that sense. There's a there's a path that you can take that goes all the way across the board that's going to give you bonus points. There's a a spot in the bottom that's going to if you sure. if you unlock enough places on your board, you can gain points from at those locations. I there's a lot that I really really enjoy about this game, but the other thing is you have to think about Okay, if I lock in this cube into this location, I might be getting a point, but it also it's taken away a cube from my personal supply mm-hmm. permanently or from my supply permanently. So you're having to think, well, I want to make sure that I have enough cubes to be able to claim these routes, and I don't I might not necessarily want to put out everything on the board at once. I might want to hold off a little bit later on in the game. But anyway,
1: I, I like all those decisions. Agreed. No, they're really good. The the negatives for me in this game and here's the thing. I, I'm not sure what to give this as a score. I'm get when I get to it, because it's one of those games that
0: he's got a he's got a hat over here with a few scores in it. He's just I might draw be one out. I,
1: you might be surprised. I, what i'm what I'm wrestling with is it feels like one of those games that I'm going to like more and more that I play it. like i I was I liked it the first time. I liked it more the second time. I continue, you know, so i'm I'm every time I'm playing it, like I'm liking it more. And it's one that I keep thinking about, which is very positive for me. Like, there's games that like I'm d- that are just forgettable, right, Dean? I mean, that that is one sign of me going, I really like that game because I can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. The negative, the biggest negative to the game is I can feel it feels a little samey sometimes. Of I mean, the entire game, all you're doing is laying down routes. All you're doing is laying cubes on a route. Every single time, that's what you're doing. I mean, you're taking income to be able to do that, to laying it down or moving it. So you complete a route, then the route gets wiped out. Maybe you take a cube off your board. It can get kind of slow moving sometimes too at the beginning. Um, you pl- slow no. moving. I, I think I'm just saying like you feel like you're doing a lot and not accomplishing it a ton sometimes at the beginning. Depending oh, on how fast I, you I like you're you saying. move it, okay. you move one. Cube your turns off your board. are fast, but you might not be exactly. Doing but, okay. but then you're like you you you're seven or eight turns into it, and you're like. Man, I've got like three cubes on the board. I've got a few off my thing, and I feel like I feel like I'm more turns into it. I should be doing more. That doesn't super bother me, but like it's just you feel like I just there's a samey feeling to doing the same thing over and over and over and over the entire game. It's not a big knock. That's a it's a little knock for the game for me. But hey, I told Dean before this Teotihuacan was an eight out of ten for me, and now it's a top five game. So I think this is gonna I'm gonna give my final I'm gonna give my rating i'm gonna actually give. wait
0: wait, wait, hold on hold on though let me let me say something before you do say your negatives i want well this isn't i don't have a lot of negatives everyone if you've listened to us for a long time this was a top 50 game for me so there's not going to be a surprise if you remember that that my score is going to be high but i wanted to say something real fast you you mentioned the that that replayability you're doing the same thing over and over again so much of this game depends on the player interaction. That well, and, and you, that was
1: going to be what I was going to go into. Go ahead. Okay, but, I, but so that, perfect. Let's, that let's that talk really about does that. add. Let's talk about that. Everything, and I don't. Yeah.
0: I don't even think this is a game where it's like you have to play with a specific type of person. You might have to tell them, "Hey, look, you're going to have to take my spots. You're going to have to block me at times." But the thing that makes this game so brilliant, I think, is that anytime you're blocking somebody, you're you're hurting them. Yes. Potentially. But if they go to take that spot back, they're helping you. There's so much positive player interaction in this game. We talk about that a lot. Like, I don't want to hurt somebody just for the sake of hurting them and then, you know. But in this game, if you're hurting somebody you're out you're actually helping yourself and if they then remove that cube then they're helping you and that's going to happen back and forth throughout the game and none of it feels mean at all because of that positive player interaction that's a huge probably the biggest my favorite thing about this game
1: i would i would i would disagree in the sense that i think some people are going to feel like some of that's mean yeah I, i think so when i was playing with my wife the other night and stuff like here's the thing you 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 have to do it yeah but I think there's sometimes you're like, dang it, why did you do that? Now I can't do my action because I don't have enough cubes, right? So like yeah. maybe – like so there's a merchant one that you can throw in there that you have to not only have a cube to place it onto the map, you have to spend two of your own cubes back to the supply. And so if you had two cubes and you were ready to do that and then Dean goes in and throws that in there, you're like, are you serious? Now I've got to take an income action to get another one. And then I place them on the board, but I wanted to do something else. I – don't care at all like I'm at the point I don't I don't give a rats about things being feeling mean I like it unless there's just one little thing in a game mean for means sake and some there's a few games that I have like why is that there um someone's hollering in the background here if you hear that <laughs> but 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 I, I totally you that is my and I think I said before my favorite Part is the, ta- the is, is the tactical part and the player interaction. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. I'm
1: finding myself more and more and more drawn to high player interaction euros. Uh, the the solo mode kind of stuff I'm getting less excited about just because I'm I feel like you can at some point on a lot of those kind of figure the puzzle out a little bit. You know what I mean? So uh, because of that, it's just I, I I really like that. So do you meet give my score now? Yeah, go for I, it. I'm gonna only eight and a half out of ten. I'm just oh, going okay. to pull okay. the trigger on the eight and a half on this one. I was really wrestling with eight out of 10. Um, but the reason I'm giving it the bump is that I've just, I keep thinking about it and I would love to play it right now. I mean, it's also fast as Dean said, relatively fast. Yeah. I think three players with a newbie was about an hour for us the other night.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, you can even drop that down lower. If everyone yeah. is really on it and playing and, and kind of thinking about their turns, if you're really focused on the game, you can you can shave that off even more, I yeah. think. I Okay, I love this game. It says 45 to 90 minutes on there, and I, that's that's about right. I, I told John that we should be able to play a game in about 40, 45 minutes, but I was assuming that everyone knew how to play, and they didn't. So sure. I... I love this game. I, I you know, when I think about games where I'm like, okay, if I could build a collection and I'm like, I have to have ten games. Uh oh.
1: He's going he's going serious right now. Well, this now.
0: isn't this isn't a top ten game for me, but this would be one that I would be like, okay, this is super approachable. I do think this is weighted at a two point eight seven. I think that this is lighter than that. It feels lighter than that to me. This is a very approachable game. I think this can be used as a gateway game, honestly. Or a, oh, I, I mean in an, an, an intro game if you're not like if you don't know a lot of hobby games, I think this is one that you can introduce people to. I agree. And it's probably has been in the past. This has probably been used a lot to introduce people to games in the past, I'm guessing. I, I'm gonna yep. give this one a nine for all those things. Yeah. I I love this game. I, I've I even said when I did the top fifty I could see this one rising. This one actually was slightly below to want and sue you when we did the list. I, I think I'd prefer this game to Twant and Suyu at, at different occasions. But, it, I mean, it's nothing like that. I'm just saying, like, that's one yeah. of the ones that it was close to in the list. This, maybe like El Grande, it rose up to, like, almost a top 10 game. I could see Hans and Tutanica doing that, too. I, because every time I play it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's why I like this game so much. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. So, anyway, that actually gets it. This is not a new game, but that's going to get a Meeple Town seal, seal. Mm-hmm. from us. That's the first seal in a while. <laughs> maybe the first one. Maybe not the first one this year, but yeah. maybe. I don't know. It's been a long time. So anyway, that's a an eight and a half from John. That's a nine for me. Hansa Teutonica, let's talk about Witchstone. Let me
1: say this before we move on. Is that okay, Dean? Like, I mean, it has to be the reason I want to is because a lot of players out there are like me and there's only and I wish I could talk about this more. But this is a Dean mentioned earlier, a three to five player game is what they say on the new big box. The old version does have a two player variant. I haven't played it. I've heard it's solid. But I just want to say that as we close out so that people know if you're if you, it's only two players, hopefully I'll play that two player variant soon and I'll come back on Meeple Town and share like what I, how I feel about it. But I just wanted to say that before people got excited, went and bought it, went, oh, shoot, I didn't realize it was three to five. Because most play games now are two-player plus. Actually, a lot of them are one-player plus at this point.
0: Yep. I think this is probably based on just my conjecture. I, I've, I've not played it too. i I'm guessing it's going to be better at higher player counts. I think
1: it is, but I do think, i got to go back, but I think the variant, you kind of play a third, play, like you get to move the other player's piece. Like there's a third player there, but when it gets dis, it gets moved, then you get to pick where it gets moved and stuff. So that could actually be more interesting than I thought originally. At first, I would think there's no way a two-player game of this would make sense too much.
0: I'll just have to try it. In my if you, experience, if you're I've-
1: able to move pieces around and stuff, it might be okay.
0: Yeah, in my experience, I really the board. By the way. It has different sides for the amount of people on it. So a three-player game is totally fine, but I I really like a higher player count myself. But it's, it's still great at three because the board is is smaller. Yep. So that is it.
1: All right, Meeple Town. So we mentioned earlier in the podcast, Reiner Canizia. And Reiner Canizia has a new game. Dean, can you hand me the box or actually just read the box of the other designer because he is not the only one that is... On this, or you can I'm actually looking it on here. It's you uh, look at on BGG Martino
0: Kia right? Kiera, okay, who has done yep. uh Dexcape stuff mm-hmm. mostly, is what I'm seeing on here. It's a lot of, of that stuff, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I know there's other ones on here, honestly. It's just it's not BGG changed this of how the designer games are listed on here, and it's a lot harder to see. He's been designing for a long time though. Yeah, I and
1: again I should have just looked it up on BGG instead of asked you. I just saw the box behind you. I could have done the same thing, um, but this is a, a new game, a new Konietzka game. I know there's a lot of people out there, myself included, I think Dean included, that are huge fans of Reiner Konietzka. Dean and I had this quick conversation the other day. Is, is he is he the godfather of modern gaming or one of them? One of them for sure, right? We're talking will, about. Would he
0: be on the Mount Rushmore of gaming? Yeah,
1: I mean, we're talking about modern art. Uh, we're talking about Tigris and Euphrates. I'm just going to mention some of these in case you don't know: Medici, Raw, Lost Cities. Ever heard of that? Battle Line, Taj Mahal. Um, Quest, I'm just trying to think of one. Quest uh,
0: for Eldorado, which is a, a newer game. Quest
1: for uh, Llama that came out recently that I don't love, but my son does, and hey, that's cool.
0: Samurai, Battleline Babylonia, my city. my
1: city. Like so, there's there's so many of these games, and that was just a list of not very many he has he had a game do you think over under i have
0: 10 games of his
1: i i think i'm gonna call the under but barely that's just me
0: i'd have to go on here and look or maybe it's, it's close i really don't know for sure but how many i've played is definitely over but anyway from
1: 97 to 2009 and he started Martin art was 92 but from 97 to 2009 he at least put one game out every single year how about that it's and then he's, crazy. he's been doing that since 2017. So he's in another run of 2017. He put up two and 18, two and 19, one in 20 and two in 21. Whale riders. Is llama. Is coming out? Llama. Did you mention Llama? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I did. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. Like I don't, I didn't, I gave Llama a bad rating, um, whenever we did it because I don't really like the game, but what it does fit the need of my son, my sons love UNO. They love it, and I hate Uno. I mean, it is what it is. There's like very almost no strategy in it. At least with Llama there's some strategy. So it will stay in my collection just for that reason. How about that? Okay, but which which stone are we talking about? I don't know. Which stone is it? Which stone? All right, so about it. in which stone this is a new one that just has come out. You can get it I think pretty regularly for 40, 45, just so you know. Uh, but in this game you are Witches, and you have a bunch of little sections of the board. You usually give your witches
0: laugh when you do that, but you're talking, so do I yeah. need to do it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just fun to do that. It's too much fun. All right. um, but you have all these different sections of the board that you're going to be going to, and all this combo action that's going to be taking place. But the crux of how you're, um, the mechanic of how you actually do your actions are you have a cauldron, and you're going to pull, there's 15 tiles of your own individual. Everyone has the same exact tiles um, in the game. And you're going to flip over five of them. And you're going to have them behind a screen because you don't want Dean to know maybe what actions you might be going for. And on those tiles are going to have like a domino, two different actions. There are pre-printed one of every type of action in a cauldron that you have. That you start with. And in the cauldron, there's also these crystals that are blocking spots that can be really annoying, but can be powerful later on when you kick them out of your cauldron. You lay down your tile, and let's just say you lay it down next to a witch, and you have a witch on your tile. Guess what, Dean? You get to do a power two witch action. Bum, ba, bum. And maybe it's got an energy on there, and you do a power one interjection Later in the game, you lay another witch tile, and now you do a power three witch action. So over the course of the game, there is a very interesting puzzle that you're doing in the cauldron. But what you're doing is you're sending... You know, your witches, you're building paths in the very center of the board that your witches can kind of go down to and grab tokens that the witches are going to score points as as you're moving them around. Uh, you're going to score points for everything in this game. Talk about point salad, Dean. Everything you do, like, oh, I just scored a point. Oh, I just scored a point. When you complete energy connections to different towns, you score points in this game. And I get as I mentioned, when you move your witches, you score points in this game. And then when you get to a new town, if you're the first one there, what happens, Dean? You get a little token and you get to do another action. You have this uh, this little pentagram owl thing that you're circling around over the course of the game, scoring victory points, but also giving you what, Dean? More actions. You are getting scoring cards, or you're, you're also getting to cards that what, Dean, can give you more actions. You have a wand at the bottom of the board that is giving you a scoring as you crossing certain sections of the wand, but it also gives you what?
0: More actions. Oh, there it, it is. Time.
1: All right. When you kick out your crystals out of your <laughs> out of your. Um, cauldron. What happens? You get more actions. There it is. That's the game.
0: More actions.
1: Why don't they call it more actions? They should call this like combo, which combos. Remember those foods, combos that everyone used to eat all the time.
0: You say that as if it was like something from the past. Those are still present. They're still present, but people aren't talking about them like they used to. Did you have a lot of combo, <laughs> combo conversations when you were younger? About the snack food? Yeah. Is yeah. that like topic yeah. of conversation? Yeah. I mean, that- it
1: was pretty dope. It's pretty big deal. Yeah. Now we should get some combos on our trip. Oh, I'm good with that. There's okay. one person that really knows the combos in this game well, and that is Dean. Because <laughs> he just obliterated me uh. every time we play. Like it's not even close. Oh, John. It's you're So too kind. bad that I'm like,
0: I think he must be cheating or something. You're kind of you're <laughs> doing your truth. things on your own. I could totally be cheating. You wouldn't. Know oh, I mean,
1: me. of course you could, but I don't think you are really. I'm not. My I'm wife just... is blowing me out in this game. Like I Get blown up. But okay, art and components before we move on.
0: Nope. Components, yes. Art, nope. Sorry. She's not a win for me. Okay. Across the board I'll say that. I don't I don't care for the art at all. Wow. I just don't. I'm sorry. I know that's terrible, isn't it? I like this artist too, because the artist has done a ton of really good stuff. But like to call, do you want to know which ones I'm talking about? To is good, yeah. To call, Star Wars Rebellion. Predaporte, is this artist? Um, the the version of Mysterium that has the best art. So, like, I don't dislike this art artist. It just doesn't do it for me. The box cover really doesn't do it for me. So, yeah, let me I'll say my thoughts
1: about it. I actually think the board and the cauldrons and the art on the cards and everything is really good. I like it. I think it looks really nice on the table. The energy, like crystal ball or something in the middle. I think it looks great. The box art is I don't I d- don't like it at all.
0: However, it has the feel for a reason. I think it's like that. I, yeah, I agree with that. What do you what do you call that? it? It makes me it harkens back to like some of those, I don't know, like D&D back in the maybe the 80s or 90s or something like that. Maybe that's what the feel I think what they're trying to accomplish, they they did accomplish. I, it's just not my style. I don't love that style. Even the For board. Sure. No, I, I mean, it's. A, I mean, it's, the artist
1: is great. I mean, right. A hundred percent. It's not a. It's not a skill thing. It's just a taste thing. But yeah. that. Whenever we did our top ten most anticipated games, I'll be frank. I'm a pretty big Grand Kinesia fan. It didn't make my list because of the box cover and the theme. I'm, I just, I don't really like the witch theme with like, I like pentagrams on the board and all that stuff. Now, I'll say this, it was completely themeless. Yeah. So, like, they could have slapped on World War II on this game or Blood Rage, as Dean might have posted on the Twitters about. Oh, my goodness. I'll go there later. <laughs> we'll and the, that'll be, a, we uh, can end the podcast with that. There that the, go. The, oh, I can't talk about that. Oh, oh that'd be cool. You almost, almost gave it almost away. Gave it, almost, yeah, gave it away. Anywho, um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. And for those reasons, I was not excited about it. But when I watched the gameplay, I was like, hmm, that looks pretty interesting.
0: Gameplay? Gameplay. This it, did make my top five.
1: This has plastic and wooden components, by the way. That's right. That. And That's they're, right. they're good. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, all the, all the components themselves are really good, especially the, the, the plastic um, crystal tokens that create your path. Yeah. Those are really cool. They I are. like those.
1: I thought you didn't like plastic.
0: Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that they could have been wood and they would have been just as cool. They would have. Yep. All right. <laughs> they would have. All right. Yes. This did make my list. I was, I was really excited about this because of Reiner Knizia. It, two of his games for this year made my most anticipated SN releases. Yeah. Um, so you're asking me about the gameplay and some things that I like. Yeah, that's that it. That's,
1: I mean, that's how we do this. All
0: right. Here's a game that John and I gave a really high score to last year. That is Bonfire bonfire you're doing the thing where you lay down those tokens and take the actions based on how you lay them down this has that same exact thing done in a different way because you're like you, your space is more open i guess in the places that you can play the those tokens on like you're very you're much more limited in bonfire and how you can place those tokens because you have to build off of each other this one you can kind of place them anywhere you want but you might not get the, the most actions whenever you do but that. you're gonna yeah that's right, right unless I was unless I was playing that wrong but that's that's what you taught me so. no no
1: and yeah. the, the I'll say this because I've heard some comments about the luck of the draw the one thing that's positive and we will we should make a few references in this to bon- game? to bonfire yeah saying that for your tokens yeah
0: you draw 5 of them
1: yeah i'm i'm just telling you that's i've i've heard many several people complain that that's lucky bah. but the, uh, get off
0: my lawn in
1: bonfire you see everything and you can control kind of what's coming down the pat the pike in this game, though, you know everyone has this fifteen. You can 15. See them, but
0: you can't use them. That's you right. actually have less. Options. You
1: know they're going to show up at some point, right. and you're going to have the option to pick up every single one at some point. When you get it, what I've what I've realized is this: in my frustrations on the draw, sometimes there are frustrations. I've realized this so far, and I feel like this game is deeper than the first time I played it. And I, I think I'm, the more I play, it, I'm like, wow, okay, there's more to it, but. There's going to be at least a, point, a time or two where you're probably frustrated that you're not getting as many powerful actions as you want. There's also going to be a time or two where you're like, oh my gosh, look at how many actions I get.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's going to happen in the game. It is probably, you know what I mean? Like well, either at the beginning, maybe at the beginning you're going slow a little. And you're like, man, I'm not getting quite the draws I want. But then at the end you're like combo, 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 combo. Yeah. Or at the beginning you're getting a ton of those and towards the end you've spent those. You've spent all the crystal ones. So yeah. you don't can't really do that as much anymore.
0: So I don't. I that don't kinda really. What kind of happened to me this last game? I didn't have as many combos at the end of the game because I'd I'd use so many of them. But I'd kind of done did, the same thing. Th- maybe I misunderstood you though. Did you did you say that people were saying that this one has more luck than Bonfire yes. when it comes to that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've heard get it from multiple. Five
0: sort. choices, whereas Bonfire, you only have two choices.
1: But you get to see what's coming down the pike.
0: You are. That's what they would. That's what that they is they would, nonsense. But that's. Right? But they
1: would say. That, but they would say you can control like how you're picking them and and like you can plan ahead. Here you can't totally plan ahead because you aren't sure which next one you're gonna draw.
0: You're so much more limited in Bonfire though. You have to place on that space on the board where here you can place it anywhere you want. And you you might think I'm only gonna wanna place on places where I'm gonna get the most amount of actions that you can take, but that's not always the smartest thing to do because you might have to also clear paths because you have to move the crystals around the board that John was talking about to get them out of the cauldron. Yeah. In order to do that, you you might need to have some paths open Because they can't, the crystals can't land on a space that has a uh, like a symbol on there, right? It has to move on to an empty space, like it has to finish its move on an empty space. So you have to kind of clear paths along the way for that to get moved out of there, so that you can get those bonus actions along the way. Unless you ignore it, and you could do that, and just like not do that at all. I just don't think that's probably the optimal thing to do. But I think that you you have so many more. Options. I I am gonna go ahead and say that piece of the game. I think in Witchstone is better than in Bonfire. And, I and Bonfire is a game that was like top five for me in in last year. I think. So I
1: agree with that. I do think it's. I do think that Bon. I think I would say that Witchstone is more lucky, but I don't think it luck. It's that big of a deal because in Bonfire you can plan it all out. However, I could say the way that those were drawn out it could be lucky too, right? Because those are randomly drawn in Bonfire. Anyways, I'm not gonna. But I think that the way that the crystals move around, as Dean mentioned, is really intriguing. Mm-hmm. You want to push them out because you're going to, if you push a crystal out, you're then going to take whatever symbol you pushed it past and put it onto this glass jar part and get two actions pretty much of that same exact one that you pushed it out of. Or at the bottom of the board, there's several that random ones that have come out that you can take one action of that for. So not only moving them out to open space, but where to move them out to get that double action. Is really – it's just so important in the game. Mm -hmm. And I think that – and then if there's a black crystal in the middle, if you move it out, you get two bonus actions on top of the double action. Right. So, like, you could get four actions, uh, you know, by moving that out. But it's hard to move it out because there's a lot of spaces that it has to go to get out of there. So I think that part is absolutely more intriguing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a a lot of pieces. I'll I'll go ahead and say, I – I prefer Bonfire. I, I'm going to talk about that later in my final okay. thoughts, I, but I'll go ahead and get that out there. I prefer Bonfire to this game, but it but it does have some very big similarities in that you're kind of like building up these combos. But the biggest similarity there is are how similar- you take actions, for sure.
1: Let me say there's similarities, but I wouldn't say they feel like the same game. No. I feel like they have some mechanical similarities, but absolutely a place in my collection for both of them.
0: Yeah, if yeah. I think so, the the objective cards, the uh, what do you call those? The cards off to the side when you take the scroll, the scrolls. I I'm I think those are pretty intriguing. Um, and it, what that what the scrolls do in a lot of games is it helps you kind of build a path for what you want to do and how you want to configure your yeah. witches on the main board, because if you're gonna get these cards that say you're gonna get points for having witches in three of the green like forest or something like that, or, or have them in the pink castles or whatever that is if you can get some of those early on and have something to work towards, that helps because what can happen, in fact, not that this is a bad thing, but the last game, I didn't have very many scrolls, but I had all my witches out on the board, all of yeah. them. And I didn't really know where to put them because I was like, I guess I'll put them over here to get this token because it gives <laughs> me an extra action. But as far as like placement for getting points at the end of the game, it, yeah. it just wasn't there. And so when I contrast, I'll contrast these last two games that I played. The one game I had seven of those scroll cards that I had completed. That's crazy. Man. Almost completed all of them. And the other one I I had completed enough to get five points instead of the, the, the max of seven. Yeah. But I was able to get a ton of those. And then that helped me figure out where I was going to put my witches. This past game that we just played, I had no idea where to put my witches because the only scroll cards that I were, that I was getting were ones that gave me bonuses of getting like extra crystal actions yep. or extra, you know, whatever those are that was really interesting because at the end of the game, I, I basically was able to kind of take cards that didn't really help me that much, but I was able to get so many more points along the way. And that's a piece that I like is that that mm-hmm. point salad, even if you're not able to do the same strategy this time, you might have to like shift because of what's available to you. You can still get a ton of points in a lot of other different ways. You just have to be able to adjust.
1: Yeah, that's right. So this game just kind of in a nutshell is like combo crazy. Like you can, you, they could have called it crazy combos or something like that.
0: Which combo are you going to take next? There it is. I mean, that's,
1: that's, it. that's everything you have several on all those pieces going on at the same time. And yet they're all connected. Like when you're on the pentagram action, if you go a certain amount of spaces, some of them will give you points as I mentioned, but some will give you an extra opportunity to either put a, um, a thing into your cauldron, which would, you know, an an icon, I'm sorry, two icons actually into your cauldron, on the same token that would, you know, make it more powerful later on. Or you could immediately do a power to action of one of those two things that you select, right? Like almost every single action, every single action that you take can give you the actions of every single other thing at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, so, so I could, I could go across, um, keep my thing, out of the cauldron and then go and do, you know, I push it out of the energy thing. So I just did two crystal actions. And then I also, cause I had a witch on my tile, I did two witch actions and I kicked that crystal out, which then goes to, I kicked out of the energy section, which then goes to the energy, you know, part of the board. And now I get two energy actions and I place my two crystals there. Or maybe I kicked it out and went to do two witch actions. And now I get to move two witches or I get to move one, you know, I lay one witch down. Then I get to move a witch. We're saying, guess what happens, Dean? I got another token, and now I get another crystal action. Like, that is the game. How can I make all these combos work for me so that I can score the most amount of points? And it can feel extremely satisfying. Yep. Extremely.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And really, I don't have anything much else to add just because I think that's very much it. This is a very combo point-salady type of game that... I think appeals to a lot of people. I think there are a lot of people who, who really like this. Remember last year we talked about how Tawantin Suyu like, very much felt like a Feld? This one this year feels very much like a Feld. What? You said that. I said that. That was a brilliant thing that I said last year. Yeah, I mean... This one also feels very much like a Feld. I would even say more so this feels like a Feld. This could have very oh, been a... Fo- it could have very easily been a follow-up design to Bonfire. I mean, honestly, they, I feel like they played that yeah closely. The, again... They're not the same game at all, no. but they but they play similarly enough that it could be like oh I had this game that spawned off of this one, and I feel like maybe there was some potential influence there, which is a good thing. That's good about the hobby.
1: Yep. Yeah, so it's this this game also. Are you going to say something else? I'm sorry.
0: No, I, I think I'm ready for my final thoughts. I think. Okay.
1: Let me just also mention that I think on BGG it's weighted at 2.7, which I would agree with that. Don't you or no? You think it's a little higher than that?
0: No, no, no. I think that's that's pretty I accurate. Think, but the yeah. thing is, is
1: I think. Even It's like a lighter-ish, but I think really good players are just going to score more points. You know what I mean? Like I think there's, enough, there's depth to it, like a decent amount of depth for the rules being pretty light in the game. Because Yeah. Now, the negatives, and I just want to mention negative for me before we get into the final thoughts since we try to talk about negative is sometimes you can sit there for quite a while while your opponent's going, hey, I get this combo, then I get this combo, then I move this out of here, then I do this combo, then I do that. In a two-player game, it doesn't really bother me too much. I've only played it at two players right now. Though I do think the center part of the crystal ball thing, it's kind of area controly and stuff would be way more interesting with a third player. Yep. Yeah. I do think I would be like, "Oh my gosh, is this ever going to end?" sometimes. And I've heard other people say the same thing. That I've played it at higher player counts.
0: 60 too. to 90 minutes is what it's listed on BGG. Um I think you could you can. You can play a two player game faster than than 60 minutes. Absolutely. Um, it depends who you're playing with John honestly like I, I wouldn't I that. wouldn't mind playing this with four players at all I wouldn't but want to. if if it was somebody it's not like a castles of Burgundy I don't think castles of Burgundy at four is is not anything I'm interested in at all this one I would be more interested in if it were people that were playing fast that knew the game only that because I mean think about it Dean how many times were there whenever you or i sat there for
1: Probably five to ten minutes occasionally. I wouldn't not say ten a lot. Minutes, not ten not minutes. Not ten minutes? No,
0: uh-uh. Okay. No, I It'd would right. say this last game we played, I I think we played our our turns really fast, honestly. Like, I didn't have a ton of, like, crazy combos Yeah. in one turn. So, anyway. Uh,
1: well, I, I do want to say that there are, even in the midst of a lot of combos going on, there are definitely times when Dean and I had... Pretty short turns, like boom, 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 because the pieces just didn't come to us, didn't fit, didn't fit the way that worked there.
0: The parts that the the parts that take the longest turn for me tend to be the ones of deciding like where I want to move the crystals. Yeah. That's where I get hung up on a lot. But a lot of them, like me too, you, the board dictates what you're going to do, so there's not a whole lot to think about you just know that you're going to, if I get this there thing, can it's going to trigger though, especially
1: this at the end of the game. It can, when you're really calculating how many points you can get, if you put that here and do that, which that's the positive to all of that is that you do have, if, if you're not one of those persons, you know, those people, Dean, that they do their turn. And I, I think sometimes they just need a mental break, but like they're on their phone and just jacking around. And then when it comes back to their turn, like, what do I do? And they spend like five minutes trying to figure out what they're going to do. And you're like, are you kidding me flip the table you just have 15 minutes in between turns to figure out at least have an idea of what you're going to do yeah that that those type of players drive me insane yeah and i i definitely there are definitely players like that that i play with if you're not one of those players like dean or i'm not it's much better because you already have a pretty good idea and the downtime that dean is that i have during dean's i can be thinking through all right what am i going to do next how am i going to do that if you play it like that it goes pretty quick, like Dean said. Yep. But I, and I would be okay with playing at three. I just don't think I would like it at four because of that. I really don't. So that that was my one little knock.
0: Okay. All right. I am ready for final thoughts. I want to hear yours first, though. I'm sorry. I don't often ask this. I, sure. I think okay. I'm, I'm pretty solid in the score, but oh, I, I just I'm interested to see what you're gonna say. So
1: are you saying that my score is going to potentially move your score one way or the other? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um,
0: No, I mean no. The answer is no. It's not going to. (laughs) I didn't think
1: it would. I was just kidding. But I really like this game. Uh, The combo action is just satisfying. Then my favorite part of the game is the cauldron and the because like you have if you like puzzles and this is me if you like puzzles and you like combo this is the game for you. This is if you want something that's a little. I'm not saying it's light, but not like... There's certain people that like those types of games that want to play three-plus weighted games into the fours and like really heavy. This is not ultra-heavy duty at all by any stretch. It's medium... T- it's not medium-light, but it's on... It's definitely not on the heavier end of medium. It's on this flat medium to lighter end. Agreed? Sure. Okay. Um, That's a huge explanation for that. I'm just telling you. But if you're if you're into that, this is a really good game. This game is... And I, there's plenty of other games I'm gonna play this year. This is maybe not my favorite of the year, but easily at the moment in my top ten games of the year so far. um probably top five at the moment right now. I'm gonna give it eight out of ten. oh wow okay. so i I and and I thought about giving it eight and a half. It might be one of those I will also say that it has I've liked it more and more I've played it. The first time I've played it, I told I was like to my wife, this is like a seven and a half. It's cool, whatever. But the more I play it, and the more I play it against people who are good, like Dean, I'm, I'm recognizing the nuances and even the tactical nature of when should I go ahead? Should I go ahead and do a less powerful action to take the lead on the wand? Because if I, and we didn't mention this, but if you're the first player to hit a certain place on the wand, you get double the action instead mm-hmm. of just one of the actions. Or is it even is that really worth it? Maybe it's not really worth it at that point in time. Um, but all that, all that said, so yeah, it's a great it's a great game. I. Man, if you like combos and puzzles, I think you should check it out. Especially if you like Kenizia. It's a very solid game.
0: It's it's interesting you say you recognize the nuances more and more that you play, but you, you don't take advantage of it because you I, I lose terrible.
1: I lose. I, I, <laughs> I think let me see. I might have lost by no, I think I'm gonna see I I lost by less last time than the first time we played. Yeah,
0: that's true. I think you cheated. While the first while you're time. looking that up, no, I did not cheat. I did not. I just had a ton of objective cards and got a lot no, of No, I was closest. Scoring.
1: Oh wait, hold up a second. I beat my wife the first time in this game. no, oh, there you lied. go. Okay.
0: Oh, sorry. Okay, I have one one <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I am really similar to John on this one. I I needed to play it. Uh, I needed to play it again to kind of see where I was. This one's borderline for me. It's a borderline eight and eight and a half. I'm sticking with an eight because when I'm comparing it to other games of that I've rated this year. I gave Cascadia an eight, which again said that was like borderline eight, eight and a half, somewhere around there. I don't know if I like this better than that. Totally different games. So it's hard to really compare like apples and oranges in that sense. But, but I'll, I'll stick with an eight in this one because I really like it. I just don't know if it jumps up quite there to elite level. Again, it's really similar to bonfire. I prefer bonfire, but here's the thing. Like, I can't play Bonfire with everybody. I feel like this is more approachable in the weight sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think this is a more approachable game and the difficulty to to understand it than than a game like Bonfire. But I like this one a lot. Eight is still really a, a high score. I can imagine that's probably in my top 10 as well. And as, Should we, we switch get, our Meeple Town Seals to eight plus? We never said what they were, John. This is secret behind the oh. scenes stuff. So
1: this is, I, I, let's give it one.
0: What? You can't just give it one. <laughs> no, it is not going to get a Meeple Town Dang seal. It. But unless we change it. Which if we change somewhere down the road, last year we would have given out a lot more. This year I, we haven't given out like any. And so just even Hans on, even Jutonica, on Cascade, Cascadia, Luna Capital didn't even get one, right? Like there's some great games yeah, out right. there, but they're not like elite level games to get that, that status. You like
1: this better or Luna Capital? Luna Capital. I probably do too. Yeah,
0: I like Luna Capital better. I like... Cascadia better. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that I may have rated higher too, but but I still think that this one's probably going to be in the top 10. So that's an 8 from both of us. We both really enjoy this puzzly, combo-y action game. John, that's going to do it for the episode. Tell people how they can get in touch with us.
1: If you enjoy our channel, we would love for you to subscribe to our channel if you'd like to support what we're doing. We talked about Patreons earlier. You can go to patreon.com slash meeple town. We're at Meeple Town Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm a board game Geek Go 3407.
0: Thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. All right. So you mentioned earlier in the episode, I put out a post saying that. Yeah. Okay. Dean was whining. He was like,
1: "Hey everyone, um, I just don't like telling people my favorite game is Blood Rage."
0: Let me tell you, the context. All right, so that you can you can get some better context here. I, in the past, like week, I've had several I, older ladies. Just to be very specific, say, "What is your favorite game?" And then I'm like blood rage (laughs) because you have to say it like that and they're like oh my goodness i'll never play these games so i'm like do i tell them something different because usually what i say is it's a game called blood rage but here are some other games that i really really enjoy there's azul and like more approachable games not even that's what they might not even be asking that but they don't have like the context of weight and theme and all those things that i do so anyway it's a challenge
1: no i just i just thought like i was looking at that post and i was like if people don't understand what you're saying, you might sound like one of those, like, ang- like, Hey, we have it in our hobby, bro. These angry board game, Twitter people that want to find a problem with every single game. And you're <laughs> just like, Would you just stop? Like, this is a hobby. Let's have fun. So yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. And I, I understood what you're saying, but I was like, if people don't know you, it was a genuine question. No, no, it is like, but if people don't know you and know that I thought some, some people might be like, Oh gosh. So here's Dean's time chance if you got to the secret part of the episode to explain himself I don't need to explain myself